This message is brought to you by Mandarin Oranges. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the show and stuff. Let's get the intro music going. Welcome back to a little bit of Nerd, your recreation destination for all things nerdy. As usual, I'm your host, Jalen Holston, and today is with me, as always, he's known as the fastest man alive who feels he must become someone else, feels that he must become something else, Mr. Stephen Bilkey. How are you today, sir? I'm good, man. Glad to be back on the pod. You know, this is my, my sanctuary. This is your jam, as they say. Anyways... Today we're going to give you our fall uh, preview because, you know, all those nerd shows are coming back on the CW and they just started one on Fox and, of course, ABC. And we're also going to give you some video game stuff. There's a cool mobile game Mr. Bilkey is going to give us a rundown of and a slight review for you in case you're a fan of that particular thing. And then, of course, we're going to give you some stuff to read or watch or check out that we did this week. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go from there. So, the TV rundown. This is going to be mainly the four shows from the CW. So we have Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And then I'm going to give you some things to look out for on the slate of nerd shows. Bilky, it's a good time to be a nerd, isn't it? Yes, it is. I love fall, and so I think most nerds like the fall time. Yeah, all the new shows the come fall. out. Yeah. All the new games come out. It's nice, crispy weather. Nerds like the sweaters. It's, yes, it's just beautiful. It's it beautiful. Um, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about The Flash after my intro. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It was, it, that was also the intro of Arrow, because he's always like, I got to become someone else. I must become the Green Arrow, or something like that. I don't know. That's corny. I'm sorry. I don't like Arrow. All, all right. Well, but we'll talk about that well, later. <laughs> We're going to table that right now. Anyways, <clears throat> so I'm going to go down the list in the days that they come out. So, like, Monday night, Supergirl, Tuesday, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. And then Wednesday is Arrow, I think, is the current slate uh, that they have right now. So, Supergirl, here's what happened in Season 2, okay? We got introduced to a brand new Superman who wasn't Tom Welling. Salty. Uh, he was played by Ty Tyler Hoechlin. He was a uh, he was on Teen Wolf. Bilky. Oh, I know people who love Teen Wolf. Have never watched one episode though. Yeah. So uh, instead of doing the logical thing, Hollywood decides, hey, we need a new Superman for our Supergirl show. Who's like somebody we could call? Oh, hey, that guy that played a freaking werewolf could do it. No. Oh, you wanted it to be the Smallville guy, right? Yes. Yes. It was not Tom Welling. So, therefore, I was triggered instantly. You should have wrote them an email. I wrote them several, in fact. In <laughs> <laughs> APA format Just with one-inch margins, double-space, times New Roman 12-point font. Yeah. That Thank was you. good, dude. Thank you. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, L's parents are introduced. They're known as the Daxamites, uh, and they're kind of the overarching villain of season two. So the Daxamites are kind of like, cousins to 
uh, Krypton in a sense, Bilky. Okay. So they have kind of the same genetic makeup, but they they like hate each other. So that's kind of how that goes. Uh, Lillian Luther is introduced. That's Lena Luther's mother. So that's the sister of Lex Luther, and I guess that would be their mom together. Um, and she kind of takes on Lena Luther. Does the more develops into that like. Did you ever watch Smallville, Bilky? No, I did not watch Smallville. I'm sorry. I was going to ask, is she evil? Yes. Okay. Um, no. Uh, well, you completely ruined where I was going with that. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. But anyways, if you've watched Smallville, you'll know who Michael Rosenbaum is. He played Lex Luthor on that show. But they kind of morphed it to that where they really spent a lot of time developing their chemistry between Melissa Benoist and this character, um, building this friendship but now it's kind of going where Lena Luther feels like she's doing the right thing in her eyes, but in reality it conflicts with something with Kara, so it's like that kind of like friends that become enemies later. Okay. Yeah. Motif, that is, as they call it. I like it. motifs. I love motifs as well. Um, and then, of course, the episode Medusa began something that is uh, apparently one of the highest rated events in like TV history or something. Is uh, it really? Yeah, it, it was a four-night crossover, crossover bill, because I think at the time they had, the slate was uh, Supergirl Monday, Flash Tuesday, Arrow Wednesday, and then Thursdays was Legends of Tomorrow, but now that's been changed because they're adding a new show in January, which I'll talk about later. Um, so yeah, that's how that, that's how that works. That's amazing. Yes, so it started with Supergirl, and the villains of the crossover event were known as the Dominators. I don't know if you've ever heard those in comic books. Dude, I am just like 0 for 6 today. I have not really? heard of anything. Jesus. I have not watched anything. I am just a warm body on the microphone. Yeah. Oh, well, that is welcomed anyways. Um, and, of course, the ending ends with ma and having to leave Earth and leave Kara behind after they've developed such a big romantic relationship and things are really getting serious uh, in order to stay alive, basically, because Kara had to change the atmospheric depth of our Earth to weaken the Daxamites that were invading uh, Metropolis. So that's how that kind of ended. And I'm looking forward to season four. Bilky, what do you know of about the new Supergirl, if anything? I know that you're not the biggest fan of it. You are correct. And I knew that I drew a picture of you just now. Excellent. That's actually really well done. Proud of you. Thanks, man. Senpai. But no, I really, I don't... I don't care for it. I thought season two was actually a really good step forward, um, but I, you know, you know, I won't. I watched it because my grandma would always call me about it, and she loves watching it. So I slothed my way through that season one disaster of just like every ten minutes, every ten seconds, like something about feminism. Oh, I remember you saying something. I about couldn't that. do it. Couldn't do it. I get it. It's a topical issue. That's the motif for this Supergirl show. But, like, I don't know. I just, there's more creative ways to introduce that narrative to your show. You know what I mean? I do. Quick shout out to your grandmother. She's amazing. Yes, she is. Moving on. Uh, the Flash. So, Bilky, I know you know who The Flash is. I am well aware. The fastest man alive. Yeah. Factual. Factual. Please add us. Uh, yeah, so this season, Barry has to take on the villain Savitar, and the whole build-up to this was kind of, it took story elements from the Future Flash uh, brief miniseries that was drawn by Brett Booth. So, picked and pulled from those kinds of things. 
and there were some really amazing moments is in season three, even though it wasn't uh, completely well received. Bilks a lot. I hated it. <laughs> you haven't even seen it. I have not seen. I have not <laughs> seen more seen than it. like two episodes. I think someone in my family watches it. Maybe my sister. I feel like she would watch The Flash. She would probably enjoy The Flash. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I I don't know, man. I just couldn't really get into all those CW shows. I tried on some of them, but they just seem too corny. As in Arrow. I. Whoa. I don't. I don't like Arrow. Back up off the mic. Don't be hating on Arrow. It had its best season yet, and I will get to it. Anyways, back to uh, the Flash. So they had some really amazing moments in the uh, season three. My one of my favorite episodes was the two-parter. It was called Attack on Gorilla City. So. Uh, Basically, Flash has to go kill Gorilla Grodd because he's being uh, used in the plot of Savitar. It's kind of like a, like a puppet, basically, to help move the pieces forward for his, the various plot for the season. And you have to see Barry fight in this, like, huge arena of just gorillas against, uh, the like, the king gorilla at the time. So he actually fights Grodd? Yeah, he oh, fights Grodd. Oh, okay, that's Grodd pretty cool. And, well, not Grodd exactly. He fights another character who I, I can't remember the name right now. But it's part of Grodd's, like, plot to kill the Flash or whatever. So Flash ends up getting out of it. He does, like, a cool new power move. Like, it's, like, he, like, vibrates through and then just, like, hits him with, like, lightning or something. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy episode. I think it's pretty cool that they brought Grodd in. I never would have expected that, to be dude, honest. Dude, you're you. sleeping on the Flash, dude. I'm telling you. At least get through one and two. Season three was kind of okay. I will – I will – Maybe. Dude. Maybe. It's on Netflix. That's a binge. That is a binge. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens, dude. I will pray for you. I just, I don't know if I'm ready to give him another chance. You are. What? What is this other chance? They failed me with Arrow. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That's the best show on out of the slate of these. That show gets the highest rating. Well... That's dumb. I mean... Is it? Because they had a monster season. That Their actor is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you with every fire that fiber that is my being. Anyways, Killer Frost was also uh, fully realized. Caitlin, as they call her. She developed her metahuman abilities. Hair dyed white. Got a sassy attitude about her. And it was awesome to watch. Favorite, one of my favorite episodes was the Once in Future Flash. So we got a little preview, and we got, like, a new suit. And Barry, it's when Barry's trying to go into the future and talk to the future version of himself, who then later possibly becomes Savitar, mm-hmm. figure out, like, what went wrong kind of thing. Um, and it was just, like, man, episode was great because Grant Gustin really, like, had to stretch himself. Like, the range this guy has, Vilky, I'm telling you, if you just give this guy a chance and watch the show... He's going to blow your mind. Uh, and the character development in that episode was just phenomenal. And then, of course, this episode that was pre-season finale, it's the one right before it, it's called Infantino Street. Because the whole central plot of season three, aside from Savitar, is that Iris is going to die. Who's Iris? Iris West. I don't, I don't know who that is. Ah! <laughs> 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 I could murder you, Milky. You say you love the Flash. You don't even know his central love interest. That's correct. Because I don't pay attention to DC. But I do like the Flash. I hate you. Anyways, 
Iris is going to die at the hands of Savitar, and it takes place on Infantino Street at a certain time or whatever, and that's kind of the whole point of the show. So we get there, and then we all know it's coming. Like, we all have seen the scene, like, a hundred times by now at this point in the season because, like, a flash, like, second, like, a uh, speed force image that kind of right. comes into Barry's mind. So we've seen her die a hundred times, right? And I know it's going to happen in this episode again because Barry isn't on time. He's a little late. Can't quite save everybody even though he's the fastest man alive and we get into the scene where iris is gonna die and the whole season she she's known well not the whole season but she finds out from barry later on about her ultimate fate and it's just been like this crazy character journey to watch and behold and i loved it so she records herself telling barry goodbye on his phone because she doesn't even know if she's gonna make it to the night before this happens she knows how time works. It's like a fixed thing. And like even if you change something here, it affects the whole timeline kind of thing. Yeah, the butterfly effect. Yeah, it's like the butterfly effect. So she knows that she's going to die. Like there's nothing really Barry can do. So she makes this video. And Barry's like running to save her as Savitar is about to spear Iris in the back. And instead of the music that's like all hype and it's like intense, it just cuts. And it's just like, hi, Barry. And immediately I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> Oh no! She just poured her heart out. Uh, see, I don't want to watch that. That's gonna be awful for me. No, it's not, dude. You're gonna love crying to that scene just like I did. I swear to you. Man, I don't know. It's amazing. Now on to Wednesday nights. Arrow. Shut up, Bilky. No one agrees with you. Probably not. That's okay. Way to be a hipster, bro. I'm gonna say I don't like a really, really popular thing. You know it. <laughs> Anyways, recap. Season 5, best season of Arrow that we've had since season 2. Fact. It is the absolute best. Uh, the show originally was only planned for like six seasons, five seasons. So this whole season really felt like a good send-off for the character. And honestly, if they would have ended things differently, which I'll get to in season 5, I would have been fine with that just being the series finale. Because like... They did so many good things throughout the career of the show. And yeah. But anyways, Oliver is potentially left as a single father from what we know from the promos. Uh, basically, at the end of season five, he's hunting down Prometheus, and Prometheus blows up the island that Oliver was stranded on, and it's because they have to go there and save his son that he's kidnapped. And on the island still, uh, the chase ends up where Barry – or not – cheese, the CW <laughs> – the CW is so hard. <laughs> Where Oliver is like chasing Prometheus, and then the other group of the Arrow team, Team Arrow. Whatever. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. What? That's lame. Is it? Keep it's going. Team keep going. Arrow. Keep going. Eat it. Anyways, they go off and they're trying to get off the island and uh, let Oliver take you know his frustrations out and pain out on Prometheus. And then while on the boat to save his son, uh, he basically puts a dead man switch on him. So the only way that the uh, island can blow up is if he dies. So even less incentive to kill him just to keep him alive and torment Oliver the entire season. Um, basically, that's what that is. So uh, eventually, they kind of fight it out. Oliver sees his son, and Julian just... And then it just cuts to the island blowing up. And we all And like as far as we know... All of Team Arrow is still on the island. So Oliver is just looking back with his son in a dead 
Prometheus and seeing like Felicity possibly dead, John possibly dead, uh, his sister possibly dead, Detective Lance possibly dead, just done. That would be amazing if it ended like that. Dude, wouldn't it? Because then you get Connor Hawk going. Anyway. But yeah, uh, Slade Wilson's back as the villain for season six, and that is probably the best news Arrows has had. They're kind of doing a soft reboot for their own show, which I think is cool. And then also, uh, one of my favorite episodes from this that came out was called Missing. And uh, man, it's just like, the way that the story had gone this so far, whenever Oliver gets to team up with Malcolm Merlin, who's like the Dark Archer or whatever, to save his son. I don't know. There's like a really emotional moment in the rain when they're fighting to get to Julian and just kill him. Or Adrian, not Julian, excuse me. Adrian Chase. Adrian. Yeah, seriously. His (laughs) name's Adrian. I was like, come on, dude. Couldn't he get like a cooler villain name? Like, I don't know. Call him Jake. Jake. Jake from State Farm, the villain here. Jake from State Farm, the villain here. Um, And it just, I don't know. It was really good. And then uh, I don't know how to pronounce this correctly. It's like a Russian name for an episode. Igor? I know. It's... Boy. Let's see. Oh, wow. Capetia? Yeah, Capetia or something. In this episode is where Prometheus basically gets Oliver, holds him hostage, and is trying to get Oliver to admit that he's just a serial killer. Because the plot of the show, of course, is that apparently Oliver had killed his father during his forces arrow in season one, where he was more ruthless and would just kill to kill. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the whole thing. He's like, oh, you killed my dad. Which, I mean, valid point. <laughs> You're not my not my dad um but yeah so it's uh, and then he brings up one specific memory about one of oliver's times as arrow in season one and it just like breaks him and he just admits he's like i did it because i wanted to and you're like oh god God, no 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 so it just really added some depth to oliver queen and or depth to oliver queen that is a tongue twister um that we hadn't had before and it was really freaking amazing. I absolutely love it. However, Bilky. Yes. In season five, while it was so good, it also gave us the absolute worst episode of Arrow in the show's history. Is that possible? Like, yes. The, the episode was called Spectre of the Gun, and it was a, basically an hour episode of Arrow talking about gun control. Hot topic right and now, especially after the tragic events in Vegas. Awesome in peace, yes. To those out there right now. That is, can we take a moment? Horrendous. Yes. That was, what is going on? Seriously. <sighs> a lot of things. My prayers are with all the people affected by that tragedy. This is the third time we've seen the headline. Most Largest dead, yeah, mass lar- shooting or yes. something, yeah. There's been... Orlando City, right? Was there one in Virginia? Or uh, Sandy Brook or whatever. That was bad. That was the elementary school one. Yeah. Good Lord. There's just too many. There it should not be stop. this many. Yeah, it, it's got to stop. It really does. But basically, the episode is about gun control because there is a uh, gun altercation at the White – or not the White House, but the city council office in Starling City. Yeah. Um, and that kind of brings up some stuff for the character of Renee, who plays Wild Dog. He has a like remembers how he got to the point of where he is now because basically because of guns uh, he lost his wife and son or her, his wife excuse me 
and uh, he's dealing with possibly trying to get custody of his daughter, and yeah, addresses a lot of like the typical urban, you know, kind of stories, you know, where it's kind of tough. So, just absolutely terrible, though. Do I'm, you, I'm drawing another picture of you. Keep going, though. Excellent. Do you remember, like, in school when um, we had to watch those informational videos about, like, drugs from, from like, D.A.R.E. or something? Yes, I do. Like, or uh, <laughs> what was the, the old one from the 60s? Reefer Madness. Yeah. Did you ever like watch that? that? No. <laughs> something like that. Um, like, very generic. The characters would literally walk in. And then be like, well, uh, did you know that about guns, uh, you know, 55% of blah, 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 or something. And just like, it's like they were reading an information card. Really? Yeah, it was really, really bad. Man, was that episode terrible. Moving right along, The Legends of Tomorrow. This is the show that, oh, man, I'll be honest, Vilky, when they said they were doing this show, I was like, this is going to be so dumb. So bad. So dumb. But it's actually pretty entertaining. Uh, the main villain of season two was the Reverse Flash. That's kind of cool, isn't it? Um, so Eobar Thawne is basically wrecking all the timelines in the universe, and it's up to Legends of Tomorrow to stop him. And they do. It's pretty dope. And he is possibly now, in theory, the new Black Flash. Which is... um, quick question. Yes. Who are all the members in Legends of Tomorrow? Ooh, that I don't know. We have the Atom. We have... Uh, Rip Hunter, that's the captain. Uh, we have Captain Cold, and what's the? Do you remember the other one? Not Cap. He's got the fire. Firestorm. Firestorm is also in there. Yes, Firestorm is in there. Um, what is it? What is that villain's name? There's Captain Cold and. I don't. I don't know, dude. Damn. I don't know. That I guy. haven't played enough Injustice lately. That guy. Yeah, for real. Um. And they all form together, have to work out their differences. They're funny, and uh, they save the world. But uh, Eobard Thawne actually causes them to have to rewrite a lot of historical timelines and stuff. So even though they defeated him, now they have to deal with the rev- like the remnants of what they had to change in order to defeat the Reverse Flash. Okay. So that's kind of going to be the overarching theme for season three of that show. But yes, now we're moving right along to a show that isn't quite in the fall, Bilky, as it premieres in January. We'll let it slide. We'll let it slide, but it's called Black Lightning. Oh, yes, I'm very excited for this one. Yes. Uh, I'm going to... Is that the trailer? Nope. Oh, okay. It's just a great link to Collider, our, our friends at Collider. They wrote a great article on it, giving a synopsis. I'll show you this picture while it loads. I drew you as a Super Saiyan. Excellent job. Thanks. Looking, uh, looking like a real Jalen masterpiece here. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Um, so Black Lightning is Jefferson Pierce. So basically the story is Jefferson Pierce, uh, because of the trouble it was getting into, like the trouble that he was getting his family in by being a superhero, he decides he's going to hang it up and becomes a high school principal, has two lovely daughters and his wife, and they're all safe until something happens to his daughters and he has to go back out on the streets because he feels the need for Black Lightning to return, so he makes a new suit and proceeds to do so. This suit looks amazing in the preview. Yes. Like, this show looks badass. <laughs> and um, doesn't he mentor the greatest childhood electrical hero ever? Yes, he does, Bilky. And that boy is Static Shock. So if you were a fan of that show in the 90s, there is a very real possibility 
the CW gives us a static shock show. And I think the thing that is going to be probably the most obvious to people, but the fact that we're starting to get some real diversity on television for superheroes, at least, in my opinion, is amazing. Because all these other shows are kind of, they take place in cities, yes, but it's like mostly Caucasian culture, if you know what I mean? Yes. But now they're taking in, you into a different kind of culture, and the African-American community in this show is showing a different kind of vibe to the CW shows, kind of like what Luke Cage did for uh, for Marvel, you know? Uh, yeah, Luke Cage was, I think it was taken better than most people thought it would be. Yeah, for sure, and they were working on an even smaller budget. So, yeah, that's uh, that's coming in the spring, or I'm winter, spring, whatever. Well, technically January, it's like the... It's winter in January. Winter, yeah, whatever. Anyways, uh, moving on. What are we moving on to? Hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, It's the thing you need to keep your eye on. Hold on. Okay. Star Trek Discovery. Did you ever, did you watch that? No. When it was on this week? No. Or two weeks ago? No. Okay. But anyways, uh, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good, pretty good Star Trek show. Gives you all the basics, space and, you know, captains and... Klingons and whatnot. Yes. Yes. I come in peace. Don't make me Vulcan nerve pinch you. Oh, well. Vulcan neck grip. <laughs> and then The Gifted also premiered this week, and I got a chance to watch it. What did you think? Uh, keep an eye out for that one. I have a review for the If You Want to Read section. If you want to read. Almost time. I tried. It's almost there. However, Bilky, there is a new mobile game in our video game section that I want you to dabble on for a bit. This one is brought to you in thanks to Corey Hagee. Shout out to Corey. Yes. Corey is a family member of ours. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah basically. Yeah, that sounds about right. So the, if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, this mobile app is for you. I don't know if it's on the Android market. Probably not. I know iPhone has it. That's yep. cool. That's all that matters for me. Team Apple. Yes. Um, it's called Dragon Ball Z Dokken Battle. D-O-K-K-A-N Battle. Wow. It is amazing. It is free to play. It is a puzzle adventure game where you collect cards with all the characters you could imagine. There's varying rarities like neutral, super rare, super, super ultra rare, Ooh. super omega blaster, Ooh. Shenron rare. Nice. I don't know. Um, so you just complete quests and you become godly in a sense. It's just, um, the puzzle part comes in during the battle where it's like randomized colored orbs Yeah. and you need to line up the same colors and then there's rainbow ones that'll link with anything, you know, stuff like that. You have, um, what was the name of that Power Rangers game that we were playing a long time Legacy ago? Legacy Wars. Yes. If you played Legacy Wars, it's similar to that. I'm sure there's someone out there who did. You just have boss battles, and I don't know. It's got good fan service. Cool. It, it's got good feedback. The It looks nice. It's fun to play. You can um, you get summons where you just unlock new cards, and they have different packs that come in every couple of weeks and things like that. But the other game, Jalen. Yes. The one we were watching before. Tell me about it. Fortnite. Play Fortnite. <laughs> It's on everything you can imagine. I think it's on Xbox, PS4, and PC. It's similar to H1Z1's King of the Kill or um, Players Unknown Battleground. Nice. PUBG. 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 We're super excited for PUBG to come to Xbox, by the way. Yes. But 
the way Fortnite works is it's a it's a battle arena, a mass online battle arena. You clock in with yourself, or you can have a squad up to four. I know they just introduced duos, and there's a server for that. Nice. Um, so yeah, you drop in out of a floating. It's a school <laughs> bus. It's actually a school bus it's attached Miss to a school bus. Yeah, it's attached yeah. to a hot air balloon. Nice. And you drop out 100 people in the map. There's a big map, a couple of different locations, and you'll figure out where loot spawns and stuff like that. But you got to pick up bandages, guns, traps, anything you can imagine, supplies, because you can just be out in the field and you can build steel walls around you and create a fort if you need to. It's amazing. You just got to kill everyone and be the last one standing. It's kind of like the Hunger Games. Oh, Oh, are there costumes the same as Hunger Games? Um, they said that they're actually going to incorporate costumes and things like that soon. There's no leaderboards right now or stats, but they're working on it. Okay. So it's a good time to um, to place. It's free practice without um, having to having, pay for it, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's free, but it's uh, you don't have to have bad stats in the beginning. Ah. Yes. Yes. So now's a good time to play. If you win, you get um, an umbrella like Mary Poppins whenever you skydive. <laughs> So when you jump down at first, you toss out a glider, which is really cool. It makes this awesome noise, and it kind of transforms, and you grab the handlebars, Dope. and you start flying down. But if you win a match, you just get an umbrella, so you float down, like, you know. <laughs> it's cool, man. I would definitely recommend it. I've been playing it a lot. Get it. Get it. From the man himself. Yes. <laughs> if it's like a, eh, should I try it out? Yes, definitely try it out. And... If you like puzzle games and you just want time to kill and you want to stack levels super high, play the dock and battle game. Nice. That's all I got. I'm throwing my thing. You Throw actually it. threw it. Throw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bilky, uh, what time is it? 4.28. No, Bilky, that's not the time. It's time for... Hi! Hi, Bilky! <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. No, oh. no, I wasn't. That's why I asked you a question. Sorry, Mr. Carey. Jeez. Are your ears blown off? No. Well, it's time for If You Want to Read. Okay. Uh, today's If You Want to Read. I don't have anything to read. Uh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I do. I didn't think I did, but I, I do. Uh, go check out the Future Flash story arc that was drawn by Brett Booth, and it's called Out of, like, Out of Time or... Yeah, out of, I think it's called Flash Out of Time. And what a what uh, a nice little play on words there. I get it. Flash Out, out of Time. time. <laughs> See, I get it? Yeah, but it's it's a really cool story, and the uh, future Flash suit looks way cooler, and they should have done that instead of the Savage Heart. Freaking stupid. Whatever. Anyways. Um, but I also checked out The Gifted, as I mentioned earlier, Bilky. Yes. Yes, so The Gifted is another X-Men property that is based off of, I think, New Mutants, possibly. I, I actually like the sound of that. Yeah, dude, it's really good. Um, I found the, like, for a pilot episode, holy cow, like, it's everything you need in a pilot episode. We addressed main characters. We addressed the main themes of the story. We also uh, got to see some preview of what the potential powers are for these mutants in the, in the in, like, premiere episode or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, man, like, top to bottom. Brian Singer directed the first episode, so he's the actual director of these X-Men movies like Days of Future Past, uh, Apocalypse, and First Class. Dope, dude. That sounds awesome. Yeah, dude. It's really good. Uh, I think the favorite thing I did, you know it's TV. So 
you whenever you hear about these superhero shows coming on you're like can they make like the effects look good on that kind of budget and they really did on this show i truly i feel that way and i also like how they managed it because it ne- like anytime there was an effects shot it never felt forced or anything it's just like it followed the story and they were able to weave in dialogue scenes and character development scenes really well so you like it didn't feel like a tv superhero show it just felt like the first out like 45 minutes of a movie that he was making that's beautiful dude yeah it's freaking amazing so the gifted check out the gifted Belky, do you have something we need to read i have something you well yes kind of it's an anime so you can watch it in japanese and read the subtitles Baboom. <laughs> um it's eon flux Oh, yes. A classic. Love Eon yes. Flux. I was trying to read the plot because, I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe Eon Flux. Future. Future. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say, really. It's set in like a bizarre dystopian future world. Yes. Yes. You got the character's tall, leather-clad, secret agent, assassin chick, and um, they live in this police state world. I think it's called Bregna yeah. or something like that. I don't know. It's really cool. It's old. It's in... Uh, I think the nineties. Yeah, nineties. My parents used to watch it before they uh, they had me. So nice. w- when they had lives, they used to watch it. I remember that show because that's when Todd McFarlane's Spawn or Spawn was out. So like that show, would, like Aeon Flux would come on. I'd watch that, and then Spawn would come on. I'd watch the Spawn episode. Yes. Yeah. Amazing on MTV. Go watch it. Yeah, MTV had a lot to do with that show. Shout out. Yes. Yeah, shout out to the old MTV. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Um, is that it? Um, yeah, I think that might be it. I don't really have anything else written down or drawn. Excellent. Excellent. Good little pod, dude. It was a solid pod. It was a nice little kickback relaxer. Solid pod. Not too bad. We're going to see about these, um, closing ads. These closing ads. Excellent. Yes, because you know what, Bilky? What? We we do this for the people, do we not? All the time. So we need places that are going to help us out, like theamazingpodcast.com. Bilky, how much money... Do we put into hosting a podcast on podcast.com? We put in zero monies. Zero dollars and zero cents. That's because podcast.com is 100% free with no limits on storage, seamless iTunes integration, and optimized search engine advertising. So that way your podcast gets out on the internet. Bam. Bam. Did it. Also, shout out to Comicsology. That's the best place to get your comics on the web because it's integrated with Amazon, Bilky. Wow. Yes. So if you have Amazon and you want to read some more comic books, go on to Comixology and uh, sign up today, right now, after this podcast, like next week. I just got a disturbing text. Sorry. That's why I was sounding stupid right there. Oh, nice. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on Twitter and possibly Instagram at Jalen Holston. Bilky, where can people find you if they want to say hi to you? Uh, Someone talked to me on the internet at LG Bilks. I think that's it. Open for your own interpretation. That's my Instagram. I'm just kidding. We're not plugging that one. <laughs> I don't feel like it. Uh, see you next week, guys. Bye.